Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of e-commerce expander secrets. I'm here today with Ryan Flanagan, CEO of Nuanced Media. Ryan, thank you very much for coming on. How's, how's everything going in Arizona? Uh, Tommy, everything is great today. It's um, it's 60s, 70s right now. It's beautiful. It's, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Uh, very happy to be where we are right now. Exactly. Yeah. So to, to Ryan previously, I think we get very jealous of all our um, our stateside partners with the weather and everything um, going on over there. But hey, well, well, it's not everywhere. We we do have um, some employees in uh, Montana and Philadelphia and all that. So uh, we make them jealous as well. We're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an e-commerce company wide thing. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you very much for for jumping on with us today. We've got a few obviously questions to go through with yourself. Um, so yeah, to, to kick things off, could you tell us a little bit more about, I guess, your background, Ryan, uh, how you got into the world of e-commerce? Sure. So uh, started out Nuance Media in about 2010, and we were primarily a website development firm doing a lot of B2B and those type of things. Uh, helped a few companies get acquired for a good amount of money, um, did a lot on the web design side of things. But, but there is something inherently broken about B2B marketing. Essentially, we had start turning things up and then uh, the biz devs couldn't handle the, the leads and we couldn't really establish the long-term beneficial relationships that we wanted to do. So we started moving to e-commerce and such in about 2013 to 15 area as that market started to evolve. Um, in 2017, we helped a client sell uh, overall, $24 million in about six weeks, uh, $18 million of that being on Amazon. And we said, well, hey, th there's something here. Um, and since then, uh, all we do is eat, breathe, sleep, e-commerce primarily on Amazon, but we do a number of things on Shopify and with Google as well. Um, and we've sold hundreds of millions online for our clients. And, and we're an Amazon advertising partner, highly rated and reviewed, and, and the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think yeah, for everyone at, at New and Media, the the service speaks for itself. And I know you mentioned with the 2012, 2013. Now that's quite a that's quite an early time to, to get in the e-commerce space, really, isn't it? Especially as a, as a service provider, a full service marketing agency like yourself. Have you seen? Yeah, that? it was uh, Tommy. It was honestly a lot of a uh, WooCommerce development and, and doing that um, and having everything break on you all the time. Uh, <laughs> now we exclusively just kind of work on Shopify because it makes life easier. And, do those things. But, you know, I've done Magento development. I've, we've done all the things that you shouldn't do as well. So we have a good landscape of what you should do and what you shouldn't do when it comes to e-commerce market. <laughs> exactly that. Well, every uh, every mistake is a lesson learned, isn't it? And I imagine that that kind of experience, all the, the trials and tribulations of going through and, and working on all these these softwares, etc., has really made you guys experienced in in what you're what you're doing, and you know the, the the tricks of the trade, what to do, what not to do. So, yeah, I think often like them them kind of processes when when you're going through that kind of thing in business, it's it's often a good thing for the future, isn't it? Well, it, theoretically, it's why organizations work with us. Um, you know, everybody kind of talks about the big next thing all the time, and, and we're inherently kind of prone to do that because people get kind of. Uh, antiquated or uh, uh, sick of the, the norm things. But honestly, when you look at your Shopify, your Amazon, any of those type of things, it's about doing the basics better than everybody else doing and then mm -hmm. making nuanced 
changes. Yes, that's a plug for the company uh, yeah. to, to get everything up and going and really working for you in order to make the most uh, impact overall. Um, and we've had some great success with uh, growth-driven advertising, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later, but really refining those things and then uh, kind of looking at that. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much um, for that information. So we know, obviously, Nuance Media, full-service marketing agency for Amazon and e-commerce brands. Could you explain how the business um, was, was founded? Obviously, it was through yourself. So what were, the, I guess, the challenges that you could help sellers overcome when it came to their business growth? Sure. So let's talk about particular. I'll just kind of cite things in last year because citing things from 2017 is very cool, but, uh, you know, uh, is a little bit older now because the landscape's changed, right? So if we look at Amazon now, and we'll just kind of hone this conversation to Amazon uh, primarily, mm -hmm. but Amazon's getting more competitive. Uh, there's more people coming in uh, all the time. It's about 48% of product search. And if you're an established brand, and we work with a number of established brands to really help them grow and do better. But what we're seeing with a lot of established brands is they're not really kind of getting the, the revenue that they used to. Things are getting more complicated uh, in those levels. So the first thing that we really look at with established brands is uh, before engaging with anything, we kind of do what we call an Amazon action plan or an Amazon advertising checkup for you to see if there's opportunity, right? If there's opportunity on that, then we go in the Amazon action plan. And a lot of that can be catalog analysis, reorganization to get in the right product families to aggregate reviews to do some of those things and really build that out. And then what we typically see with the vast majority of our clients is uh, we kind of call it the Pareto principle on steroids. Uh, Pareto principle being, you know, 20% makes 80% of the revenue. But on Amazon, we typically see about 5% of your catalog making 95% of the revenue. Yeah, right? your hero skews. Yeah, yeah. And they're the, the hero ones. So what we do is, you know, it, it's not rocket science here, but we look at the hero skills and we dedicate the time to making those heroes better heroes. Um, we do that through, um, A, managing the pay-per-click campaigns, but data mining the things that are converting, updating the listing with those things and advising our clients on how to do that. Split testing uh, products on that and split testing images. And I got some great stats on the, the, the amount of like click-through rate, increasing click-through rate by 100%, increasing profitability or sales by 67% by just doing some split testing and doing this a little bit better and giving it the time that it needs. Um, and really focusing on those type of things to make sure you're doing the best that you can on the platform. This can include Amazon DSP as well, but how do you really dive into what you're doing uh, and really focus on the growth of those hero ascents and going from hero to superhero, if you will. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think, as you say, it's, it's looking at what someone was doing right already. And I guess it's kind of like doubling down on that. Why was this doing so well, et cetera? Why was this a hero skew initially? Um, and then, yeah, as, as I said, just doubling down and, and optimizing the opportunity that you've got with, with that skew in place. Well, it's also with that, Tommy, it's not just that. It's A, making sure you're conveying the value, making sure the listings are optimized. I, I believe we're going to talk about that. But everybody's talking about optimization for since I've been in this business. Everybody's been talking about optimization since 2010 on this. Where mm -hmm. Amazon's changed is you can do split testing now. You can find out what's converting for that, integrate that in the listing copy so you organically rank higher for that. 
You can go about competitor conquesting. So you show up everywhere. We have a client that we just got them showing up for one of their competitors' brand terms is Amazon's choice because we're selling so much on their listing and those type of things. And then you have Amazon demand side platform, not to mention what you're doing off-market multi-channel with TikTok, Facebook, uh, or I should say meta at this point and any of those type of things. So the game really has changed. And if you're just looking at your pay-per-click from or your advertising just from, hey, I'm tweaking keywords here and running different campaigns, then you're literally missing 80% of the battle. It's saying, I'm going to the gym and working out, but I'm going to come home and eat pizza every day. Why am I not getting healthier? <laughs> and I can uh, I can relate to that as well. So <laughs> it's close to home, so that's why. I- <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that's that, that's fantastic, Ryan. That's really I think some some high end valuable information that that any any seller um, who's a, who's in the industry um, would would benefit from from utilizing and at least taking taking a look at. Mm-hmm. So what, what are the common like challenges that you see e-commerce sellers face when it comes to like using marketplace tools across multiple marketplaces? And how would you suggest that they optimize their available marketing tools across right. all channels? So when you look at across all channels, it's identifying which channels can be leveraged because they're not as competitive and you can kind of use the, the blanket, maybe catalog distribution from your Shopify site. And then understanding which channels um, or marketplaces um, are unique and you really have to do more with this. So let's take Etsy, for example, compared to Amazon. Amazon is about 48% of product search out there um, in the United States market, while Google is about 35% of product search. So you really need to respect Amazon and treat Amazon as if it's Amazon is about 50% of e-commerce in the United States. Yeah. That means different copy, potentially different images, video, A-plus content, brand story, good storefront, all those things and really learning, living, and earning and focusing on that. And then understanding how advertising is different on Amazon. Now, if you go to Google and Etsy, for example, from your Shopify site, for the most part, you can distribute exactly what you have on your Shopify site to Etsy. It's not as competitive. Their advertising is not advanced. Um, And those are things that you can really do from the kind of catalog distribution side of things. But on Amazon, we really do recommend treating Amazon as Amazon's sake um, and building that out. And we we leverage Helium 10 for the vast majority of our our capabilities with that. Um, Mm -hmm. Overall, there are some other good softwares and we do have software stacks that we represent to our clients. uh, uh, That's not exclusively Helium 10. Um, yeah, yeah. But you do have to you have to respect the game and respect the areas and understand where is where do you distribute and where do you not distribute. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that's fantastic. And and we I think we see that over here as well from what we're we're doing. Obviously, with the free PL side of the business, you see some clients. Obviously, they're going to be a great fit for Amazon, etc. But there there are more sometimes niche marketplaces. I think European has has definitely the side where there's marketplaces which are more specific to regions etc as an example and i think in poland allegro is actually a bigger marketplace than amazon it has more yep. visitors etc so yeah i think yeah as you say it's it's worth exploring these avenues isn't it to, to, to find out if, if your product if your your brand is going to be a good good fit for them well and we uh, again with what we do so two type of partners that we love established sellers on amazon Doing more than 60000 a month, no-brainer, nine times out of 10, we can come in there and just knock it out of the park. And like one client we had this summer, we made them $200,000 more the second month of working with us, 
just by going in there and doing things right, right? So we have a free Amazon advertising checkout for anybody making over 60 a month on that. The other ones are really looking at established brands who are not on Amazon. Now, mm -hmm. there's a larger conversation to be had there. Do I want to give Amazon 15% of what I'm making? Do I want to even be on Amazon for uh, other reasons, you know, on that? Um, and we walk the clients and the partners through that journey a, seeing how much brand search there is for their product up there, how competitive they are from a price area, what the unit economics look like. And we kind of go through an Amazon action plan to make sure it's the right fit for them before yeah. getting into a monthly contract or doing monthly services where you can spend tens of thousands of dollars only to find out that wasn't the best thing. So when you look at Amazon, we're, we're a big fan of measuring twice and cutting once, um, either with existing sellers or established brands off of Amazon uh, that are looking to get on Amazon or thinking about getting on Amazon. Yeah, no, as you say, it's 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 definitely not for someone who's not selling on Amazon. I don't think it's an it's an overnight decision, and, and I'm sure lots of people would have already considered it. As as you say, people have their reasons, etc., why they wouldn't want to be selling on Amazon. But then, yeah, at, at the same time, um, someone could start a Shopify store and sometimes not even know that the capabilities, the exposure that you can get from there. So. It is. Well, or, or worse, you're an established brand, you're selling nationally or internationally, and then you have resellers up there selling your product, not maintaining, not returning stuff if they're not using Amazon FBA, not yeah. doing a bad things and giving you a bad reputation um, yeah. or your competitors conquesting your ads, yeah. right? I, I really put this akin to where corporations were back in the early 2000s thinking about social media, right? Mm -hmm. It was kind of a... Uh, ostrich, tuck and hide, let's not deal with it. Let's, you know, let everybody else talk about us on social media compared to gain there, controlling the conversation, even if you're not 100% in, right? We work mm -hmm. with clients that aren't spending a ton of money other than brand defense on Amazon, but they're yeah. up there making sure their listings look good, that they have good reviews, that people aren't conquesting, that they're doing all those other things in the marketplace. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it, uh, that, that, I think that's a brilliant Brilliant point you you add on there at the end of that, that Ryan. So thank you very much yeah. um, for that one as well. <laughs> so, moving on, um, how can sellers ensure that they're setting up their listings and sites on a platform to enhance visitor trust, display compelling content, and have value-added material to increase conversion rates? Yeah. So th there's. Uh... Very simply, there's one thing that does that. No, it's it's multiple things. That was a multi-tiered yeah. question, right? Um, a, uh, listing optimization. Make sure you have good images, that you're doing at least the minimum of what your category is doing from a competitive standpoint. Search on Amazon what your competitors are doing and at least match that. We recommend going above and beyond. Um, sizing is good for that, making sure that your images are high quality, that you have strong an annotations, um, uh, particularly in the US market. Uh, this is also in the EU, but Americans are really known for not reading. Uh, you know, I, I kind of say that jokingly, but it's somewhat true. So annotations mm -hmm. are really important, particularly because everybody's kind of shopping on their phone on that. Good content for the SEO purposes, brand story for cross-sell and upsell to the rest of your catalog having a strong storefront, and then A-plus content. Now, it's not just that that you should really look at. It's also looking at when people return items to you, why are they returning it? Because they typically will leave details on that. So mm -hmm. if people keep saying it's smaller than I thought it was or something like that, what we typically recommend is then updating your listing based on that feedback 
to reduce the return rate because that can really hit you on the profitability side of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're right there. I mean, we from a from a free PO side of the business, we see how many returns get processed back to our sellers who are drip feeding to two FBAs, and it is often, as you say, it's the same SKUs, it's the same reviews, etc. That that people are leaving on them. Um, and if you're nullifying that from the point of sale, I guess, as you say, where you'll make it, if, it's, if someone says it's too small, so it looks smaller in the, in the image, or you're changing, as you say, the, the, the description of the product, then especially as, as, yeah, for an FBA seller, I think it's, it's you're going to see that percentage of returns come, come right down, aren't you? Well, it's not that just that, and that's 100% true, but it's also mm-hmm. your review rate, and reviews are number one on Amazon. Yeah. Like, we've had people that have one picture up, but have... 20,000 reviews at five star and they still sell all day because you're very confident in it, right? And maybe the category is not as competitive. The thing that you really need to look at is reviews are number one. So how are you aggregating reviews? What's the product family that you have in there? What are those type of things that give you the best case in case of accomplishing that and getting ahead of some of the product issues by reading why people are doing returns or reviewing you in that in negative reviews is a way to really get ahead and win in a long-term strategy. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's fascinating. I, I just going up a tiny bit off piece here. I, I remember someone previously saying that you should have obviously X amount of images for your SKU to be able to to warrant that. From from your experience and your knowledge, then I guess Ryan, would you say that there is like a minimum number of images you you'd say you're putting on a listing, or would you say that sometimes it's not? If you can get a really solid image, which has got all the features on it and it's it's maybe more simplistic product, would you say that could, can suffice to be still a successful listing? So so it all is very category dependent, right? So if you look at hardware and some of those things, you know, screws are typically like one picture and maybe a dimension image of the screw, right? Yeah. Um, so, but if you look at supplements, they all have listings, they all have videos, they all are different. So this is all really relative to what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. the first statement on that is go look at your competition, the keywords you're trying to do, what are they doing? And then meet that as a minimum viable standard, right? Because otherwise you're never going to win. Why would they buy your product over the other product unless you're matching them on reviews or at least coming close to reviews or less Mm -hmm. expensive or or some other factors, but that's going to give you the best chance for success. And then we say, based on what they're doing, supersede it, do more than they are, if possible in the category. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Thank you for that. And uh, retail and e-commerce constantly changing. So, what would you say your predictions for e-commerce in twenty twenty three will be? Yeah. And do you have any last, I guess, thoughts or advice for e-commerce sellers in the in the US or in Europe? Sure, sure. So, um, two different things. So, if you're if we're talking about Amazon in general, Amazon earlier last year, um, two thousand twenty two launched a brand referral program, right? And that basically means as a brand, if you push sales and things to Amazon through a referral link, you can get up to 10% back depending on your category, right? So that if you're a 15% category, you're getting 10% back. That means that you're at a 5% referral fee. So that's pretty big, right? So Amazon's, you know, which was traditionally a department store is slowly but surely more moving to a mall. They're focusing on brand more, they're getting followers, they're doing those type of things. So Amazon is making that transition and to keep their flywheel going on, they're enabling you to get a lot of your money back by doing your own advertising and pushing there. 
So that's a big thing that's happening, right? And how that evolves. Does Amazon become the place where all e-commerce is done? It's already almost 50% of the United States. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger conversation to be had. Yeah. The other thing that we really see happening as Amazon continues on this kind of evolution to being more of a mall and, and being more brand focused. Um, and there's some other things that can help with that against uh, frivolous, uh, like Asian sellers that are coming in that are undercutting people or are sometimes doing nefarious things. I don't want to categorize anything, but there have been issues in the past uh, with that, that uh, crew coming in. Now on Shopify, we want to say that there is Shopify in particular is becoming its own marketplace. And they've, they've seen the writing on the wall, the Shopify pay app. Now you can kind of cross sell and upsell with that. And we're seeing those type of things. And then we also see Shopify forming really large partnerships with Google. Now uh, YouTube ads are inherent in Shopify. Meta has a really easy sync capability as passing data. So that's the major thing on that. Those are the two major players we see in the U.S. market right now is yeah. Amazon growing, becoming more the brand, and then Shopify focusing on its integration being kind of the main area to hold your catalog and do all that distribution we were talking about before and making it simple to sell on uh, YouTube, Meta, Pinterest, all these other areas. Yeah, that's fantastic. So like on, on the Amazon piece, as you mentioned throughout the throughout the podcast, it's essential that you've got your brand store, your A-plus content, if it's going in, I guess, the, the mall direction. And then, um, yeah, anyone who's maybe not selling on Shopify should definitely have a, have a thought about it because of the amount of integrations and how easy they're making it. I mean, I, I go on YouTube um, most days and I've seen the, the ads popping up um, left, right and center. There's lots of influencers are now promoting Shopify as well, aren't they? So I think they're, they're going to make some some really big moves this year. Well, and it's also, it's interesting because you see Amazon and Amazon is uh, the lowest customer cost per acquisition out there, right? Amazon typically has a higher conversion rate for a number of reasons, reviews, return policy. They already have the app. They're, they're comfortable with it, right? The end user is. But then you look at your website and your website has a higher co- customer cost per acquisition, but your lifetime value is higher too because you own the customer and do those things. So when you're really looking at kind of the, the tips at the end of the day and what can you do, um, and I'll primarily speak to Amazon on this side, but on Amazon, if you're an established seller and you're wondering if you're doing well, if you don't know if the team is handling it or your internal team is doing well with it, and we do work with internal teams and kind of work with them to help be better over time, um, then we would highly recommend you come to the site and get a free Amazon advertising checkup, can sit down, look at the account and those type of things. If it makes sense, then we can kind of talk next steps. Um, if you're existing brand, same type of thing, we can kind of look at this and do initial analysis to see if you're a good thing. So those are the steps that we have really recommend on that. We also have a guide on the website for the Amazon growth strategy for 2023. Uh, how's that popping out? How's that growing? If you're on the Shopify side, you know, how are, are, do you have Clavio set up? Are you doing a good job with Clavio? Is that being handled well? Are you running shopping ads? Are you syndicating reviews? Do your pages have reviews on those? Those are all the things I'd be really looking at uh, with that. And that's something we can uh, discuss as well, if that's, a, that's something that of interest to you. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think any any seller listening, um, you'd be a, be a fool to at least not have a, have a look at the Nuance Media um, website and, and check out, as I said, everything that they've got going on, 
all the uh, as I said, you mentioned that that free service that you've got there. So um, as I said, it's, it's 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 I guess that's initially just a feasibility, isn't it? We offer a thing called a feasibility study here, where right. the, we'll show you, hey, it's free consultancy, and then from there you can um, make your yeah. own decisions. Is there an opportunity or not? And like for one of our clients, you know, we did the free Amazon checkup and then we kind of went into a, a larger analysis on this because we saw some opportunity. Um, and we found out that they had wasted $140,000 in ad spend over the year, <laughs> right? Like $140,000 with zero conversions on it. You're like, you just wasted this amount of money, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's real. That happens all the time, particularly because you have all these softwares automating everything and not you don't have a human person actually going in there and tweaking things um yeah th there, there's a lot of issues out there so no that's that yeah and i think that, that as you say that's that's probably not a one-off it's probably happened multiple times in the in the past and yeah it's, i think that's the the problem with maybe the research of reliant on tech that sometimes um these things do go wrong and if you've got the eyes and ears of the experienced people like like the team at that nuance media who can go in and, and physically check the accounts have, as I said, all this wealth of experience around um, working in, whether it is Shopify, Amazon, et cetera. Um, yeah, definitely worth worth checking them guys out. Well, and it also takes your hero listing should not be treated like your, uh, uh, your normal listings, right? Like take the time to really focus on your hero listings and make them superheroes. And it's not the fault of anybody who's working on it or anything like that, but a lot of companies don't do that. They just treat all listings equal, and yeah. that's not the case. And you think, oh, that listing's doing well. I can leave it alone. Let me focus on maybe something else. And then you, you struggle for growth with these new listings, et cetera, when really if you'd spent more time on what was doing really well, then you could have even – it has the snowball effect, hasn't it, and et cetera. Well, and we have a number of clients that are in the top 25 for the respective category. And how we've gone there is you look at those hero listings – and you move them from five in organic search to one or three to organic search to one. And that's just like the typical SEO stuff that you do. The first listing gets more click-through rate, higher conversion rate, and is a uh, exponential evolution from going from five to one. Three to one, you're going to make more of a deal going compared to three to five. I mean, five to three, for example. It, every step you get higher, it goes exponentially up in sales for those keywords. Obviously, higher ranked volume keywords. That we're yeah, about. no, that's that's brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Ryan. Um, well, yeah, that is about time for for today's episode. Uh, we obviously really appreciate you going coming on today, Ryan, and shedding your wealth of knowledge. As I said, it's been um, even a learning learning lessons for myself as well. So um, I think, yeah, and any seller, make sure you're definitely checking out Nuance Media Service offerings. Do you have any any final comment today, Ryan? No, the, that's pretty much all I have. If you guys, if you're an existing seller or a brand that's already selling and you're you're doing pretty well on multi-channel or thinking about Amazon, then feel free to reach out to us. We also do work with um, a number of companies uh, on the Amazon side in the take them to the EU. We don't do the logistical stuff. That that's all Tommy and your team <laughs> on that side of things. Uh, but we we do work with those organizations. So. If you're an established seller looking to make more sales and see if you're doing well, get that free Amazon uh, advertising checkup. If you're a brand looking to kind of grow, feel free to reach out to us and we can kind of take a look at that and see if you're a good fit for Amazon. Fantastic stuff. Lovely. So, guys, thank you all for tuning in today. This has been another episode of Expander Secrets. 
Uh, thanks again to, to the Ryan for to jumping on with us. And we will see you all soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks.